you're a female founder of a tech startup, yet you still feel like an outsider? In a world that is run by Silicon Valley, how do we, women entrepreneurs, create the businesses that change the future while overcoming the barriers of the tech industry? This show cuts through it all and is your guide in exploring tech confidently as you become the best founder you can be. I'm Maxine Kramer, founder and CEO of Menenia, where we want you to own technology and change the world. We fast track bold and impactful women into the world of startups by making tech as simple as everyday English. This means no more overwhelming jargon and instead having the tech literacy to funnel your big ambition into a resounding success. This is Cutting Through Tech. Welcome to Cutting Through Tech. I'm Maxime, and today we'll be looking at your pitch deck. So in the Investment Impact series, we've been hearing a lot from various investors, and I feel like it's been really insightful hearing what they're looking for in founders. But of course, you know, your product or your vision and your company needs to stand out as well. And oftentimes you do this through a pitch deck. And I've had the opportunity to look at quite a few at this point, and they're oftentimes uh, a similar set of pieces of feedback that I would give. And so what I've tried to do today is to distill it into a bit of a template so you can sit down and do your own pitch deck review. We'll be looking at five different steps that if you go through them, your pitch deck will be coming out on the other end, looking a bit brighter, feeling a bit lighter, and hopefully doing exactly what you want it to do, which is impress the investors. So I've put together a bit of a template So you can sit down and do your own pitch deck review. So we'll be looking at five different areas, the overall content of the slides, the what to do with the extra stuff, uh, how to look at the individual slides content and make sure that that's popping, the design, and then finally the timings. And I promise you, if you go through these five steps systematically, your pitch deck will be coming out on the other end, feeling a bit lighter, looking a bit brighter, and hopefully doing exactly what you want it to do, which is wow the investors. So let's get started. Now, let's look at the overall content of what goes into a pitch deck. And I'm pretty sure on the one hand, you'll be like, Maxime, I've heard this time and again. So stop harping on to me about including the problem and the market and the solution and so on. But at the same time, it begs repeating because you want to only include the essentials because you want people to remember what matters. And the only way to make sure that they remember what matters is to only tell them things that truly, truly matter and not get bogged down in the details effectively. The other thing to remember is that, you know, if you've got five minutes, you have those five minutes to wow an investor, but those ideally are not going to be the only five minutes you'll ever have to explain your entire business to them. Because if they like what they see in the first five minutes, you'll come back for a longer chat and a longer chat and trust that they will do their due diligence where you get to tell them everything about your business. You just don't want to say it all at the start because then it's, you know, too much of a word vomit. Let's just put it that way. I know you know this, but it is really worth repeating because very oftentimes we still have this instinct to try and explain as much as possible and and get people to love what we are trying to do just as much as we do. But essentials make sure that everything stands out much more. So what should be in there? Roughly 10 things. Probably start off with your, you know, 
value proposition, right? So who are you? Not just you as a person, but your company. And what are you bringing to the table? Bam. Why are you bringing this to the table? Well, because there is a really big problem, right? And to who is this a problem? To the market. And so you can go into details about the market. And how are you going to solve all of this? You talk a bit more about your solution. You can rephrase your value. You know, what about your solution is actually unique and special and different? Um, And how do you know that's the case? So the next step is traction. Now, given that bit of traction and given everything we've talked about so far in the slide, this is how you'd be entering that market and this is what the business model looks like. Now, what does the overall market and landscape look like? A lot of people call this point competition. Um, I personally like to refer to it as the landscape. What's the playing field like? And how do you sit between all of that? And then there is the bit about financials, of course. Again, you want to keep it very high level on this slide. Uh, potentially shout out the team if you've got a great team already backing you. And then finally, don't forget your ask. There you go. That's it. That's all that needs to be in there. So one, your value proposition. Two, the problem. Three, the market. Four, the solution. Five, traction. Six, go to market and your business model. Seven, the landscape or competition. Eight is your financial, nine is your team, and 10 is your ask. What is it that you actually need to either get this off the ground or take it to the next level? Now, one thing to make very clear, and we'll get into this with the other points as well in terms of then what goes into each of these slides, you do want to make sure that it is an overarching story. As I started to explain it initially, you can see how each point kind of segues seamlessly into the next point, into the next point. And so, you know, feel free to play with the order, but make sure that it's not a start and stop, right? You're not just like, oh, okay, we've landed at the problem slide. Let me tell you about the problem. You want to make sure that it flows so that it's just inevitable that the next piece of information comes. So what are you going to do with all the other stuff, right? Because you might be showing three to eight numbers on the financial page, But actually, you've done a lot of calculations. You also, for the landscape and competition, have done a lot of market research. Um, You obviously want to make sure that you include sources as to your market. Because I think one of the biggest reasons investors uh, aren't feeling confident about a proposition is because they're not 100% sure that the market is quite there or that it's not big enough or not proven enough. So you definitely want to add a lot of detail about the market that you're looking to address, the size. Uh, why, you know, they are in the market for this solution. And all of that takes time. All of that takes space from your slides. And quite frankly, not all of it should go in there. So there are various ways you can do this, right? Which brings me to the whole second point of this review. What are your additional documents? You can have a longer pitch deck. You could have appendices to this pitch deck. Or you can just have additional documents, like a financials document, a metrics document, a sources document, and perhaps a document for your team or all the significant experience that you and your people bring. If you are a leader in this field uh, that you're looking to tackle, say it's you know a medical or a healthcare type of product, you know it makes sense to invest in you if you have significant expertise. So you want to make sure to highlight things like that, and so. Make sure you have additional docs in place because, you know, with your shortened pitch deck, if people are wowed after a few minutes of it, they will want to know more. 
And you definitely want to be ready and in a position to say, huh, great. Now that you want to know everything, here's what I've got. So have a look at your additional documents, make sure it's up to date, make sure sources are included and have them ready to go for when you pitch. So we've looked at overall content. You've placed hopefully some of the stuff in additional appendices and other documents. Now let's look at those slides one by one. And with that, I mean to say that each slide should make a single point and you don't want the slides themselves to be too wordy. There's a lot of um, debate about data versus story. And the way I see it is that both are of course important, but what goes on the slide is the data and what you say is the story. Because if you make slides too wordy uh, and they start reading like a novel, <laughs> it becomes very hard to scan and it becomes very hard to feel the impact of what, you know, of your proposition. So add to that, that while things can feel intuitive from a story perspective, many investors are still looking for hard data to back it up. So put in a mixture, because obviously you also want your pitch deck to be able to stand alone to an extent, um, but assume that the data is there and it will tell your story. And as you go through the pitch deck, you can really captivate them with uh, your why, why you're doing it and the story element of things. Find your own balance with that, but I would say, you know, ensure the data is there and ensure that the narrative, you know, like I mentioned from slide to slide to slide is really there. Another key point to watch out for is, are you including any jargon on your slides? Because if you, um, again, are say a medical expert, you know, it might be really normal for you to say certain words or like, you know, everyone in your industry knows what that means. You can totally name a product that way and everyone be like, great, but certain investors may not. And uh, while many investors do have background in certain industries, they tend to say, hey, we are looking to, you know, invest in the health tech space or the fintech space, etc." It is always worthwhile to try and keep these things in as much plain English as possible. Um, if there are absolute essential words on there, you know, use an asterisk, use a little appendix note at the bottom, uh, like a footnote, sorry to kind of explain little extra details. So if people do have those questions, they don't have to use their or your valuable time to discover kind of what that means. They can just kind of glance over and see, oh, okay, that's, that's kind of the point of this, or that's where this is going. Now we've talked a lot about the impact of each slide. And so one way to do that is to ensure that you have no more than two sentences. And I'm not talking about you know, war and peace sentences. I'm talking about like 20 words max in total on your slide. Um, again, if you're using numbers, that should help. That may shorten things quite a lot. And so really you just want to have one or two sentences. And if you were to flick through your slide deck from start to finish, it should still make sense as a story. Now, this is difficult. So as you're going through it, anything that you're cutting out either paste it in another document or take note of it such that you can include those things in your appendices and your extra documents. But try and see if you can really prune it down to the core, just the core. And lastly, when it comes to pruning, every slide, and I think I've said this before, but just a reminder, every slide should make one point and one point only. So as you're reviewing each individual slide, make sure to think about 
What's the level of data information versus story information on there? Can you keep it to two sentences? Is it making only one point? And is it relatively free from any jargon? Cool. So on to step four, the design review. I mean, if you can, and, and I'm probably biased, but still, if you can work with a graphic designer, I would recommend you do because it'll be unique to your slide deck. It will give a real brand feel. And, um, you know, it's not a Canva template, if you know what I mean. I mean, you're just, just starting out uh, for pitching competitions, especially say you're at university or things like that. That's absolutely fine. But when you have a company and a brand, you know, it's worth investing in good design to ensure that your deck is unique. Failing that, do try and pick a collective set uh, and quite compact set of brand colors and especially brand fonts. I would say no more than two fonts max. Uh, one would be a kind of shout outy or a heading or a kind of attention grabbing type of font. And the other would be a more readable, uh, you know, your sans serif classic uh, body text font. Even though ideally um, on the slides, you wouldn't have much body text. I would say that most of your content you would put into headings. So probably both of them, you don't want them to be too decorative. The other thing you want to look at is to have a highlight color. So with that, you can shout out specific sections of your already quite uh, compact sentences. So if you're saying that 30% of this market experience a certain problem, you can uh, bold and um, color that 30% different to the rest of the sentence. So it really stands out as you're talking. All these visual cues really help information to sink in into different parts of the brain. I'm going a little bit um, off topic here, but the way that our brains process logic, um, you know, different areas of our brain get activated. So if we hear a fact, it makes us pay attention and it stimulates the frontal lobe. But actually where we make decisions, that's in the brainstem and that's where we process feeling and emotion. And that's why story works so much. But there are people, everyone processes things differently. So you want to use uh, design stimulus, color and text and so on, to make sure it's really clear and people can, you know, absorb that information visually. Obviously, as you're talking, you want to make sure they can absorb it audially, probably also visually as in how you're standing and presenting. And going back to an earlier point about that mix of data and story, that way you're hitting all those different parts of the brain that mean that people are really engaged in what you're saying. So trimming down your content and then making it visually very um, easy to digest is really worthwhile. The last point I want to make about uh, design, and it kind of sits in with content as well, is personally, I wouldn't really use headings. So oftentimes what you see is like, you know, a little thing at the top saying problem, market, solution, traction. And I think that's really stiff. And Often also what it will do is as people present, it will make them go start and stop. So, okay. So the problem is da 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 Right. So the market is da 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 And really you want it to flow. And as I mentioned, the data and the content that you've got on each slide, it should automatically lead to the next, to the next, to the next, which should eliminate the need for those headings. So it makes a deck look more streamlined less cookie cutter, and again, keeps the attention on the content 
and much easier to solve. And oftentimes those words like problem or market size or whatever, they kind of end up in your two sentences anyway. Great. So we've looked at a lot of content. And the last thing really is about timings. So, and this is just, you know, practice, practice, practice. You want to make sure that if you need to, you can convey things in the least amount of time necessary. So some benchmarking points would be, uh, in my opinion, you should be able to say your idea in three seconds. You should be able to do uh, read the pitch deck in under three minutes. You should be able to give the whole presentation in five and a kind of elongated version if you got a longer meeting, say, in 20. And that's it. And so, you know, if you want to be able to give this entire pitch deck presentation in five minutes, you know, there just can't be that much on the slides. There just cannot be that many slides in general. And so I think going through this review process, trimming out all the fat, storing it in a beautiful place such that if people want follow-up or FAQs or all that kind of stuff, it's all there. Um, but making sure that the core narrative is there is is essential and it's practice, right? Practice makes perfect. Every time you go, you prune a little bit, you polish it up a little bit and um, you practice getting your idea down to three seconds, you know, making sure the pitch deck is readable in under three minutes and presenting in under five. So there you have it. That is my template for going through your pitch deck and kind of checking if you're hitting all those different points. So to repeat, you know, you want to only include the essential content slides. So those are about 10 slides going from your value proposition all the way to your ask. Don't forget about that. You want to make sure that all that additional content goes through goes into their own document so you can always follow up and you've got that ready to hand. You also want to make sure that each individual slide is nicely trimmed and, you know, about two sentences. You're using things like color and design to highlight the right pieces of data on there, but there is still a story, there is still a narrative that's going through it. You want to avoid visual clutter as much as possible using no more than two fonts and ideally working with a designer or, you know, with a really cohesive color palette that allows you to make things feel unique and also such that it's easily readable. And then lastly, you just want to practice your timings and know your timings for different pieces of information. So three seconds for the very core idea, you know, three minutes to read through a deck, five minutes to present, and then 20 minutes if you have a longer meeting, such that you're allowing enough time for Q&A, discussion, and you know, all those like nice nitty gritty stuff that you might get into in a bigger meeting. So that was a quick one for me on the Investment Impact Series this week. I hope you found that helpful. Let me know how you get on. Uh, how is pitching going for you? Do message me on maxime at cuttingthroughtech.com. And if you're enjoying the podcast, I would love to hear that. And if you'd be willing to leave a review, that'd be extra awesome because it really does help us out. So with all that said, have a wonderful week and see you next time. Oh, 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 oh,